Today on the Talentcast, uh, I'm drunk. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome to the Talentcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you get smarter at recruiting and hiring. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of employer brand and modern recruiting so that you, yes you, can hire better talent. Isn't that what we're all trying to do? I'm your host, James Ellis, and you can find me on Twitter at the War for Talent. That's at the War for Talent, or on the Talentcast website. Got a question? Got a topic? Got an idea? Tweet me. I'd love to hear from you. Ready to roll up your sleeves and think big? Great. Let's get to it. Hey, how you doing? James Ellis here. So uh, by virtue of, let's call it some context, um, I can't record my podcast as normal on a Saturday or Sunday morning when I am flush full of coffee. Delicious, delicious coffee. Today, I am recording my podcast Saturday evening. Um, my child is in bed, my wife is out visiting, hanging out with friends, and I have to record this because I don't have any sense that I'll have time tomorrow. And I don't know why, but perhaps maybe because I found it amusing, I am definitely had a number of drinks uh, involving a infused whiskey, which I've been infusing last week or so, that's delicious, and I'm a little buzzed. Perhaps even bordering on drunk, which I think might be an amusing time to record a podcast. Are you ready? I know I am, because I don't know any better. Here we go. So, do you know why buildings are as tall as they are? And this this is actually a thing, right? So, whether it was in the early 1900s in, or late, I'm sorry, the late 1800s in Chicago after the fire, or Kuala Lumpur and the world's tallest towers out there, wherever the heck they are. Uh, the biggest buildings and heights are determined not by interest, not by need, not by value. Um, there are places in the world where if they could make those buildings twice as tall, they would. There's enough people who would buy that property, who would buy those condos, who would put their uh, their companies there. They would put their staff there for whatever reason. Uh, their hotels there, what have you. The, the value of that real estate is such that bigger is better, bigger is good. And yet somehow as we build these new buildings, they seem to top out at a... 110, 120 floors, right? Every time we crack a new building, it's not, you know, they say, oh, we've inched a little bigger. It's not because we don't want to go bigger. We want to go bigger. Everybody who builds a building goes, yes, more. Give me some of that. I want lots of building. Give me lots of room. I want a big building. But there's a reason why we don't have buildings as tall as we want them. There's a reason why, uh, creeping above that 110 story mark for you know roughly um, is incredibly hard to do the reason is water yes that's right water good old h2o do you know water is heavy it is it's insanely heavy uh, go ahead and carry yourself a gallon of water home from the grocery store one day and tell me water is not heavy most of your groceries will be less than the gallon of water um, you know unless you're buying a lot of canned goods Water is incredibly heavy. It's incredibly dense, right? Ice floats in it. It, It's incredibly dense. So that being said, who cares? Oh, wait, hold on. This is why you care. Because it's incredibly hard and heavy to shift up 110 stories. You know, let's call it a 1,000 plus feet, right? That's how tall we're talking about. We're talking figure, you know, 10, 12 12 feet a story. You know, you got to have a little utility room between each story. Um, You know, 110 stories, you're talking 1,200 feet. That's a lot of space to be moving a gallon of water. A gallon of, which I think if I remember correctly, uh, weighs about uh, eight pounds. A gallon weighs, that sounds about right. 
water's heavy and moving it up that far that distance is incredibly expensive. If you look at most of our major skyscrapers these days, you'll notice that every 20, 30 floors, there's a floor that if you could see x-ray eyes through it, that floor is not being used. Well, it's not being used by restaurants or condos or apartments or hotels, floors, or whatever. It's being used almost exclusively to house the pumping units to push the water up another couple of floors. When you're looking at pushing eight pounds of water, a gallon of water, something that should come out of your faucet in about a minute or so, up all that way, the amount of pressure it takes at the bottom, at sea level, let's pretend, is incredible. You're pushing eight pounds of water up 1,200 feet. The cost to push that water up that far is, well, relatively speaking, astronomical. The cost of water at sea level versus the cost of water having transported up that far is insane, especially when you're going to use that water to flush a toilet or run a dishwasher or clean your clothes, right? The, the cost of that water is insane. I bring this up not because it's a random factoid that isn't interesting to know, but this isn't that kind of podcast. I bring it up because when you ask yourself if you were, let's say, blessed with a bajillion dollars and you wanted to put yourself, build yourself a building and slap your name on the side of it, what stops you from making the biggest building? And the answer is water. Why is that important? Well, it turns out that plumber, the person who determines how the water moves up, then often how often you need uh, pumping stations, how big the pipes need to be to move the water upwards. The person who determines the boring stuff of moving water, the plumber, is in charge of determining how how big your building gets to get. Way back before we were good at pumping, back in the 18, late 1800s, and I say this because I'm in Chicago, and after the fire of 1871, this is the place where skyscrapers were effectively, or skyscrapers were effectively born, and pumping water that far up, you know, yeah, but they knew how to climb, they knew how to invent elevators, elevators were relatively easy, but moving the water that far up, moving it up 10 stories was hard to do. At regular, at regular intervals to the point where you knew that if you pulled the tap in a certain direction, water would come out of a steady stream and not just trickle out drip, drip, drip. The plumber is in charge. Why do I care? Why do you care? Well, that's a great question. The, I, I think you should care because it turns out when you think about a building and when you think about how tall a building is and how big a building is and how what it looks like and how it's designed, you think of the architect. You think of the grand and mighty architect, the person who's there to design how it looks, how it feels, what it does, the bells and whistles, uh, the cool little doodads that make the building amazing. And we think the architect is in charge. The architect is not in charge. You know who's in charge? The plumber is in charge. So far, so good? Fantastic. But if you can't get enough of this stuff, I have some news. You can bring the James Ellis experience to your event or company. Just go to jamesellis.us and learn about all the kinds of custom presentations I can build and deliver for you or your team. But if it's time to get some hands-on help with your employer branding, recruiting, and hiring, either from the ground up or some strategic support, I would love to help. Just reach out to Proactive Talent or ProactiveTalent.com. That's where I work, and we can help you hire better. Cool? Cool. All right, let's get back to it. If you can't figure out how to move water up another floor, the architect will not put another floor on the building. What's, what good is a floor 
without water. What exactly would you do with it? You can't even put an office in there. They expect water. You're gonna you're gonna spend how much money you're gonna spend to transport bottled water up five gallons at a time to flush a toilet, to make coffee, and let's be careful. Let's not denigrate coffee. Coffee is magical. Coffee is wonderful. But that's the pro. That's the thing. We think the architect is in charge, and the architect is in no way in charge. The architect kind of shapes what is. The plumber decides what is. The civil engineer decides how much weight can be put on that space. I don't know what kind of ground that is. Is it slate? Is it granite? Is it, I mean, the, honestly, the Isle of Manhattan gets to have all those skyscrapers because it is effectively an island of granite. It's not dirt, it's rock. Some of the hardest rock most people would come across. You can't put Manhattan in the middle of Iowa. That's dirt. That's not rock. You got to go ways down to get to anything remotely resembling rock, let alone granite. That's why there's not a lot of skyscrapers there. That's why when you put a skyscraper there, it's problematic. The stuff that's important is determined by people who never get headlines. The plumber, the civil engineer, the geologist. Those people are relegated to the back burners. The architect gets all the glory. Why am I talking about this? Great question. I'm talking about this because as employer brand professionals, we often think of ourselves as plumbers. We are here to look for the answer. We're here to look for the problem, right? Uh, I, j I joked with a, a guy who, um, in my last job, who managed the network. And he said, you know what? The problem with running a network in a large global company is that no one cares who you are or what you do until something goes wrong and then suddenly everybody's looking at you. I'm like, yeah, you're the plumber. Nobody thinks about the water coming out of the tap until it doesn't have come out of the tap. Nobody thinks about the toilet until it doesn't flush. Nobody cares about the plumber or the plumbing or the water until they don't have it. And in a lot of ways, when employer brand people type do, recruitment marker type people like you do, recruiters in fact do, is boring to most people, which is wrong. You know I love you. You know I'm impressed by your abilities and I'm thrilled that you're part of my tribe and I'm th thrilled to be part of your tribe. We, what we do is amazing. It's complicated. It's hot, messy. It's hard. But most people don't even notice we exist till something goes wrong. Most people don't think about employer brand until the news comes out. Turns out your CEO's sexually abusing people or her screaming at people in taxi cabs or what have you. And suddenly they're like, ooh, that's an employer brand problem. We better talk to employer brand. I wonder what the employer brand's going to do. Well, where were they the last couple weeks, months, years? Well, they're the plumber. No one thinks about them until stuff goes wrong. And as employer brand and recruitment marking people, we go, ugh, what was us? This sucks, right? We have to think, ugh. They only care about it when things go wrong. They don't see the value we drive to people. And I think it's because we think of ourselves as, quote unquote, just plumbers. And nothing could be farther from the truth. We are plumbers. Yes, that is true. In a lot of ways, what we do is not particularly glamorous or glorious or filled with glory. No one will ever say, you know what? This company was falling apart, but the employer brand person, oof, turned it around. I mean, we'd love that to happen, right? I'd love that to happen. I'd have loved that to be, I'd have loved to been the person who turned my last company around because of the amazing work I did or didn't do or what have you. But I'm an employer brand person. There's only so much I can do. I'm a plumber. But the truth is, if we call ourselves just a plumber, we're in trouble. But the truth is the plumber is the architect. The plumber determines the height of the building. The plumber determines how big that building can be, what that building can do, how many people that can sustain. The plumber defines the rules. 
and what other people do with those rules, well, that's up to them. But without the plumber, those people don't exist. And what they do looks sexy and cool and fun and all that good stuff, but without the plumber, they don't exist. So the next time you think about what are you doing all day, and I know most of you, if you're an employer brand person, I got to imagine your existence a lot like mine and that you plug away every day and you build a social post, you come up with an idea, you're pushing the glass door thing forward, you're pushing the referral program forward, you're pushing the content marketing thing forward, you're pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing those rocks forward. I used to joke at my last job that my job is a series of, let's call them 12 to 14 inch sized boulders, bigger than a bowling ball but not like three times the size of a ball. Legitimately something a human being could impact, could shift on. And every day, my job is to take all 25 of those boulders, which in my mind were lined up in a row, and each morning I would start at the first boulder and push and move it an inch forward. And then I go to the next boulder and I push and I move it an inch and a half forward. And I go to the next one and I go, and hopefully I don't get myself a hernia, and I move it an inch forward. And the fourth boulder, because, well, you know, I've been pushing these things for years and years and weeks and weeks and months and months. I go, push, and it lands. It goes where it's supposed to go. It does what it's supposed to do. And that boulder's done. It went where it went. And that's great, except my job is to go to boulder number five and go, and move it an inch forward. And repeat until the end of the day, I go home. And the next morning, I start again. And crazy me goes, how do I invent more boulders? How do I invent more projects, more programs, more things, more ways I can make an impact? How many different ways can I impact that thing by moving the boulder back and forth or moving it forward and shifting it one inch at a time? I was a plumber. And I think a lot of you think the same of yourself and your professional abilities. And I'm here to tell you because I love you, and it's not the drink talking, it's not the whiskey calling, and the bourbon is delicious, but that's not why I'm here. I'm here to tell you, yes, you're just plumbers and plumbers run the world. Plumbers run the world. Plumbers determine how big the skyscraper gets to be. The plumber determines if that uh, jet can fly. The plumber determines where the airport can go. The plumber determines if a city can exist. That is power. That is raw power. And you have it. Except no one fucking told you, so here you go. You have that power. As the plumber, you get to make those determinations. You have the authority. You have the ability to spot those problems, to see those opportunities. You can do that thing. So, do that thing. There you go. If you want to be an architect, that's great, and that's all about glory, and that's all about cool, and that's all about sexy, and that's fantastic. But the architect is not in charge. You are. You get to make amazing thing happen. Let the recruiters take the glory. Let the hiring managers take the glory. Let the business take the glory. Let the hire, the your TA leader, or the TD leader, or marketing leader, or the comms leader, let them take all the glory. Because you, my friend, are the plumber. And we all know that the plumber's in charge. Thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you next week when I'm a little sober and maybe we can dive into something cool. If you have any questions, any thoughts, any ideas of stuff I could talk about next, besides plumbers, because that was a thing that just happened, um, ping me. I'm at the War for Talent. So there you go. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, the music means you've made it to the end of another episode of the Talent Cast. If this was useful to you, do not keep it a secret. Share it with your team. Share it with your boss. Share it with your networks. I don't know. Share it with your mom. 
if you have questions you'd like me to answer on a future show or just, you know, general ideas about how to make this thing better, just ping me on Twitter. You know, I'm at the War for Talent, at the War for Talent. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.